Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. About a month after being in the NFT space, I started to think of all these ideas that I could possibly use to launch my own project. I was brainstorming different things and certain things were coming to me that were ranging from travel to culture wars to mental health topics, anything to do with families, you know, to help strengthen a family and certain issues that might be happening within families and all these things in between. My ideas were just all over the place and I was seeing all the practical use and communities that were popping up and I was looking at my skill set and the things that I cared about and I realized there's a lot of different directions that I could possibly go. However, I decided to start a podcast instead of launching an NFT project. And despite missing the boom, when everything was literally going to the moon, you could throw anything up on the blockchain and it would mint out and you'd be able to ride off into the sunset with millions. I did not. And I'm going to actually share today why I'm glad I didn't start a project and give you some insight as to what's going on right now. So when I entered the space in May of 2021, it was really unfamiliar territory. I found out about NFTs from a podcast after seeing it in clubhouse rooms, all these room titles that were always popping up and I did not understand what it was. And if you listen to the show that you know I was avoiding those rooms because I thought it was somehow related to not safe for work content when I saw NFT. I don't know where the W came from, you know, but I, I don't know. Somehow my brain registered not safe for work and that's why I never entered those NFT rooms until I heard it on the podcast. Now, when I came into the space in May of 2021, I literally just jumped in head first into the deep end and never looked back. This was about a few weeks after Basie, the Board Apes Yacht Club, minted out. And of course, I started to then pop into the rooms and I was seeing the Basie community all over Clubhouse. And at that time, the price of these apes were pretty reasonable. I could have afforded it at that time, but still I was feeling out the area. I wasn't exactly sure what this technology could do and where it was going and the prices and the value of things right there it just seemed really high to me at the time. Ironic, right? So then, of course, this was in the May at that time. But then June, we're seeing all these animal projects come up with uh, the Pudgy Penguins launch, launched in June. Then July, it was Cool Cats. I remember seeing all these launches. And of course, Lazy Lions, that really caught my attention when they launched in August. And just how forceful <laughs> their community was on Twitter. I mean, forceful in a good way. They were a force to be reckoned with in the sense that it seemed like all 10,000 of those NFT holders or however many ones that were actually holding the tokens were all on Twitter and they were everywhere. They were showing up in spaces. When one line came into a space, it seemed like the other 9,999 lines showed up as well. It was pretty crazy. Then in September, a lot of ape derivatives and things were popping up. I actually did not realize when the Chibi Apes were launching. However, that sold out in seconds and that came out in September. But then by October, when Doodles came out, that was something that was really was on my radar and I was looking around and saw that. And of course, that goes to the moon. And then that's when in November, I was at a crossroads. I said, well, what exactly am I going to do? I know I want to enter this space. I want to launch a project and what have you, but I'm not exactly sure which direction I'm going to go, how I'm going to establish a team, find the funding to get the initial part going out and all of that. So guess what I decided to do? I decided to start a podcast because I knew at the end of the day, I wanted to be in the space and I knew that was something that I could start on a very minimal budget and creating content was something that I was going to have to do anyways. It doesn't matter what type of business it is. In this day and age, 
I know and truly believe as a marketing person that you have to create content. I don't care if you're a grocery store, a health law supplements or a, a financial instruments, whatever it is that you're selling, accountant, carpentry, it doesn't matter. I believe you should be putting out content. So I started with the content and I knew the easiest thing that I could produce with my skill set and the time that I had granted I'm working in a family business 12, 13 hours a day and all sorts of things, six days a week at least. And even on my days off, I'm popping in. So it was like, okay, this has to be something that fits within my wheelhouse, what I can produce. And that's what led me to the podcast, especially being a massive podcast consumer myself. That was an area that I always had a lot of value and saw in it. So what I did is I created a show that I wanted to listen to and I thought the market was lacking in a sense. So I did that, rolled it out, decided to do daily because there were no daily NFT podcasts when I decided to create the show. However, if you've been listening as well, NFT 365 rolled out three days, I believe it was before this show. And it is what it is. And Fanzo's a great guy. I've been speaking with him, what have you, in his community, a part of his season holder and um, just, just great things. No animosity there whatsoever. And I do support that show. But yeah, he's officially the first daily nft podcast holder i joke about it and saying that it really burns me but i say i am the first from jamaica or the first in the caribbean or the best in the caribbean whatever because obviously i have no competition so of course i'm going to be the best nft daily podcaster in the caribbean but anyways November really saw the peak of ETH. That was when the price was way up in the 4,000s and everything has been coming down since then. But the NFT volume and everything, all the activity really peaked. It didn't peak until January. So there was a few months delay as ETH was coming down. The activity, the interest and everything was still there. And at that time, things were still selling out in seconds. The whitelist grind was a real thing. People were trying to get on whitelist, whether that meant spent hours and hours into Discord and so forth. And certain people were just like, you know, I'm just going to buy a spot on the whitelist, meaning that if someone got their wallet on a whitelist, well, they would buy that whitelist spot using that wallet. And it was just absolutely crazy times. During that time, we had this whole term going around called the whitelist flipping, which is ingenious to me. Hey, any way you can figure out how to make a profit. And with that, there is literally no risk whatsoever. You get on that whitelist. At that time, it was all about the time that you're spending in the Discord. So if you're able to sell that, you're making a profit without any kind of investment. That was infinite ROI, return on investment, at least from a ETH or a dollars or a soul, whatever perspective you want to measure this in. And by March, people are starting to say the bubble has popped. All this stuff is going down. And man, the good days are over. And of course, that's when the rough times start to set in. And this was pre-free mint craze and all that stuff. But all of that really led to what we now see. But here's the thing, during all of that time, seeing that huge roller coaster, of course, the rocket ship to the moon coming back down to Earth and all of that, one thing that was consistent was that projects were still coming out and I was still seeing all this stuff, researching this stuff, putting out this content, and I was able to really get into a lot of communities. I put my foot in there, saw exactly what was going on, interacting in discords and what have you. And during that time that I didn't have a project that I had launched, I said I was focusing on R&R, not rest and relaxation, but research and relationships. And I was diving into all sorts of things. I was reading white papers, seeing how the teams were marketing this stuff. I was screenshotting landing pages and launch pages and literature all about it and saying, wow, this is really interesting. This is going to work. This is cool. So I'm studying this stuff literally as I was doing one of my marketing campaigns or anything, which a little secret about me, if you haven't been listening as well, is that I'm a huge marketing guy. Absolutely love it. I collect 
ads. Yeah, I know it's really weird, but I screenshot different ads that I see or if there's a video or something or a sales page or whatever it is that really catches my attention, especially if it gets me to spend my hard earned money. Well, that is something that I want to capture. I say, well, this obviously worked on me. So I want to see what triggers, what sort of information, what they used on this to get me to part with my hard earned money. And I put it into the folder with all the screenshots and information. So just showing you that I like to collect all the stuff and research the stuff. So when I'm doing all this R&R time, research and relationships, it was very interesting to me. And I realized that as far as with discords, it was very hard to keep up with all these discords. I like to think that I could probably stay active in about two discords, definitely three max. Anything over that, it is just popping in and out, just reading the announcements, so have you. But actually speaking, communicating, building relationships and all that stuff, for me, I find that the max is about three. I just, I can't do it any more than that. I mean, each person is different. Maybe you do have the time, the bandwidth to keep up with all those conversations and relationships. But for me, that's where I find it to be. So with that, I'm just in Twitter spaces for the most part, having conversations with with people and that is how I'm learning about all that stuff and I'm meeting with community leaders and really just burying myself into all of this stuff and the cool thing about this is because I have a show it allowed me to get access to a lot of people that probably wouldn't give me any time of day because all these people are very busy. A lot is going on. They have their communities. They're launching, or as we say, they're building, building, building. But then they're trying to roll out things to keep engagement up, stay on social media. And of course, the ever falling floor price during this time, a lot of communities were trying their best to just prop that back up. So there was just so much going on that most people probably wouldn't have given me the time of day if I didn't have a podcast. And I know that's sounds kind of weird, but it's just the way it is. If you are part of the quote unquote media, meaning that you have a talk show, you're journaling or writing articles, I should say. If you are a YouTuber, if you are a podcaster, radio show host, TV host, anything of that nature, you're going to get access to certain people that, you know, the average person that might be curious about a topic, if they give them a call or shoot them an email or a DM, they're not going to get a response. But being a content creator, that was a cool thing about it, that I was able to really uh, get some backstage access and speak to these people. And it's not going to necessarily make me any direct money as far as, you know, they're not giving me anything other than their time and their knowledge, just sharing this stuff with me. And to me, that is priceless. And during this time, I'm seeing all of the best practices and, of course, the worst practices. So, again, I'm comparing all of this stuff, seeing what's working, what's not working, and seeing how these people are interacting with their communities, whether it be space-driven, discords, whatever venue or avenue that they're actually going down hardcore to build up their communities. And I'm seeing how that actually fits with what they're doing and all this stuff. And it was just very interesting to me seeing all of this. And one thing I realized is the projects that were having true success that was sustained, it was not by accident, right? It's very easy to luck into some millions, but is completely different to build something into millions. And one of the cool things I saw during this down period, this bear market or builder's market, whatever you want to call it, is that the teams that are still adding value and coming up with creativity and they're working hardcore. I mean, like this is a literal business where they're rolling up their sleeves, not afraid to break a sweat, 
And in a physical location, we talk about mopping floors and cleaning toilets. Well, that sort of thing, but in a digital world. You know, the grunt work, the stuff that is not glamorous. It's not the Lamborghini, Twitter posts, and all those uh, things, you know, flying in the private jet. No, this is the stuff that nobody really wants to do. Like, go out and do outreach. Hold Twitter spaces and speak about things, knowing very well that people are going to criticize you going out there and reaching out to other projects to set up collaborations, doing interviews on podcasts, doing YouTube videos, putting out articles as far as blogs and sending out emails, all this stuff that is really grunt work. I mean, that is not really uh, what a lot of these people got into this space for. They thought it was great. Okay, let's put our art up here or whatever, and we can make a lot of money. But those that, you know, just took the money and ran, well, yeah, they lucked into millions. And however, their success in all of that is not reproducible. So hopefully, they have a very disciplined mindset and doesn't just go blowing that on Lamborghinis and everything really quick because a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever that mint of 10,000 was during that time, that goes pretty quick, believe it or not. So these grinders, as I was calling them, the people that are doing the work and not looking into those millions, building it. Very interesting. Those are the people I like to learn from. So during this time now, Coming into 2022, I really started to get the itch and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to launch this project. I just know in my heart that I really would love to have a project rolled out. But here's the thing again. How am I going to assemble a team? What sort of thing am I going to go? Which direction? Because I have multiple ideas that I could use, but which one am I really passionate about and I'm going to run with? And based on my skill set, the amount of available time that I have, limited team, budgets, all that stuff, I'm factoring in with all that information basically that I gathered since November, interviewing different founders in these different communities and all that time that I spent in the space just researching with the R&R, research and relationships, I started to weigh out my options and I came up with an idea that I was ready to run with and I actually shared it with JTunes. If you're familiar with him, of course, I speak about it a lot, the Hoodlum Society and all of that, quite a few episodes. If you just search through the available episodes and whatever podcast app you're listening, just search JTunes or Hoodlums and it will pop up. There's quite a few episodes that I speak about him and uh, he was interviewed and so forth. But I was sharing my idea with him, what I plan to do as far as using my NFTs, using the IP on them and building on the what was already created because I don't have the art skills necessarily. Sure, I can create some banners and websites and graphics of that nature, but I'm talking about the hardcore things that a true artist in the space is doing. That is not me. So for me, it is a lot easier to build on the shoulders of giants, meaning these projects that are already out there, they have their communities and they have great IP that I can use creatively to create other content and build something around it. And I was sharing that idea with him and without going into all the details of everything, just sharing all that, it came down to the fact that we had a conversation about his project and one thing led to another. And before you know it, we were speaking about me basically coming onto the team and helping him with the business side of things, the marketing and building all these relationships, putting out content and everything. Basically, as I said, everything that I've been doing since November. And I saw the synergy with us coming together and I said, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll just put off my idea onto the back burner. And since this is here, this is ready to go. And I, I really support the mission. And obviously I support him as an artist, as a person, forget the art, forget the NFTs, but as a person, I really support what he's doing. And I truly appreciate the hard work, the dedication that he's been putting in, despite everything that's going on, not only in the space, but in his personal life. And it was just mind blowing to me. So of course, I was excited to come on the team and share this. And I said, right, I will use my skill set 
to compliment yours. And at the end of the day, you're working very hard. And I think this really needs to be in the hands and eyes of more people. Then he also shared, if you come to the Hoodlum Hangouts, as far as what we do with the Hoodlum Society and all of that, been hanging out with them. He's speaking about what he's doing with the Hoodlums Next Gen, which is the evolution of the project that he's currently doing. You know, those are, they look like they are, you know, your typical PFPs, if you will. But no, they are one of one hand-drawn custom characters. So they make great profile pictures. However, it is not your typical 10,000 generative project, right? With this next generation, there's actually going to be a generative element, not 10,000, much less supply. However, it's building on the momentum and everything that was coming through Hoodlum Society. And I was fortunate enough to get a sneak peek of the art that's coming. And I can tell you that it was absolutely amazing. My mind was blown. The detail and everything that is in there, it is just wow. And I'm excited about it. Can't wait for it to roll out. And so, of course, I hop on there. I'm going to help him with the marketing and all that stuff. And if you go to my Twitter profile at Tropic Vibes, you'll see this new profile picture that I have up, which, you know, is just absolutely amazing, in my opinion. This was created by Jay. And he just, he spared no details. I mean, of course, everyone knows that I love the chibis and pretty much 99.9% .9 of the time, the profile picture that I have up is my chibi galaxy, you know, with the pink skin, the football helmet, the number 77 jersey. I've spoken about that like countless times. So I'm going to spare you the details there. But even that was incorporated into the artwork that he did. The podcast itself, how I look, and one of my NFT that I use for uh, anyone joining the newsletter, of course, niftybusinessweek.com. If you have a wax wall, I do send that out. And even that it was put into this particular uh, profile picture, which to me, it just blows my mind. The amount of details that he put in there, personalized it. He didn't tell me he was doing this, by the way. He just uh, told me to check my DMs. And when I saw it, like my, my jaw dropped. And I was like, wow. He said, hey, bro, if you're going to be coming onto the team, we got to have you look legit. And <laughs> man, just check out the art. I mean, I thought it was so cool. It's one of his custom pieces. And this is just what he does, right? This is just an amazing thing to me. And so here I am again in the crossroads of what am I going to do? Am I going to launch this project that I have an idea for? And I've even started spending money on it and what have you. And this opportunity then presents itself. And I said, you know what? I absolutely love what's going on here. And with my idea, I can still work on that. However, you know, between the podcast and doing this, I think I will genuinely have the time of my life trying to help to promote this brand and build it into something great. And then I could use that as a springboard to go into my project. And now that I actually started to have a team assembled because he has the art down, I mean, I don't have to search for an artist. If you look at his art, the amount of things that he can draw, just the range from tattoos to these cartoons to uh, cars and you just name it. There is just so much that he can draw. I know that area is on lock. The marketing, all that stuff, the content creation, that is what I do. So now we need to find a developer, right? We need to find someone who can uh, come and just do the coding hardcore and uh, all sorts of things like that. But, you know, building one step at a time. So here I am right now in this quote unquote beer market, putting together a team and we're starting to do some great things together. And I'm very excited about that. So really stay tuned, you know, Jay tuned, stay tuned for uh, what's coming with that project and really anything that is really coming from me with this show, anything going forward, despite whatever's going on in the market, whether it's up or it's down, it doesn't matter to me. 
I see the long-term vision of this space and I'm really excited to just team up with, link up with anyone that has that same vision, is willing to build despite whatever's going on and is not just chasing the headlines and looking for the next best thing to make a million dollars in. And I truly believe someone who works hard is going to find success. And I love to surround myself with like-minded people in that sense. You know, when I say like-minded people, I don't mean someone who's always gonna agree with me and see things the same way. But what I mean is understanding and truly believing and willing to put in the work. I mean, like-minded in that sense, knowing that nothing great ever comes easy and that business on any level is a true grind and willing to still go out there every single day in and day out, despite having a good day, a bad day, whatever's happening in your personal life and just showing up in the space. And that's what he does. That's what I've been doing. Hopefully people see that and appreciate that. And I'm excited for whatever partnership and comes from this. And I truly believe most importantly, that you as the listener, the fans of his art, everyone will benefit from this. So I would love to know what you think as far as what's going on there. But most importantly, check out my profile picture. It is the pinned tweet right now on my profile at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. It's getting a pretty good response. A lot of people are sharing it, sending me comments or what have you. So feel free to drop your thoughts on that. If you have any questions about the project, this podcast, of course, all my contact information is in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.